Hey everybody and welcome to the Feminization Boudoir from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable. And this week we have a story called Panties and Briefs about law students. And it is uh, voiced by uh, my good friend, Raina Means Queen. What can I say about Raina? First off, Raina's voice is different than anybody else we have on here. It's, it's deeper. And I don't know, I find it very sexy. And Raina's personality is just, she's a hoot. Um, others tease me quite a bit, obviously, but, but Raina always does it so subtly. She'll just, you know, she'll agree with me and say, yes, ma'am. And I'm like, wait a second, you know, she'll, she'll do stuff like that. Um, she's a lot of fun and, and she's just getting better and better with these voiceovers. I think this one's really good, but I, I haven't disliked any of hers. And they keep getting better. So hopefully we'll be getting a lot more audios from her in the future. Based on what I saw on the surveys, a lot of you really enjoy her voice, like me. So please, if you're if you're liking it, drop me a line. Let me know that. Um, if you're not liking it, you can let me know that too. Um, you know, that's KylieGable at Yahoo.com. Okay, so to get, kick us off, here is Raina Means Queen doing the story Pennies and Briefs. In the end, it came down to one test in contract law that would determine who would be number one in the class. Jax believed he faced a distinct disadvantage because Stephanie wasn't a typical student at the school, so many of the professors seemed protective of her. They wanted her to succeed because her success validated their whole entire program. If she could make it, despite all the obstacles placed in her way, then truly anybody could succeed if only they put their mind to it. He began to feel that he didn't have much of a chance of overtaking his rival student, and so he devised a scheme. Jax was a good-looking young man, and he knew it. Confidence was one thing he was never lacking since he had been born with a silver spoon in his mouth and a platinum card in his hand. Stephanie wasn't like any girl he had ever met. She had a tough edge to her and a single-mindedness, but Jax believed that if he put on a charm offensive, even her rough exterior could be breached. Hey, Stephanie, wait up, cried out Jax as they left Professor Hossman's contracts class. I wanted to talk to you. Yes, replied Stephanie, turning around and glaring at her rival. I think we may be able to help each other, he said. I understand this test and contracts is killer. I think it's all just a question of proper preparation, replied Stephanie. I recommend hitting the books. That's what I was thinking, said Jax. Come on over tonight and we can study together. I'll even make you dinner. That's a really nice offer, but I think I do better on my own, replied Stephanie. The tiny hairs on the back of her neck were standing up. She didn't trust Jax one bit. You might, but I really need your help, pleaded Jax. Well, tonight won't work for me anyway. I'm busy. Well, how about tomorrow then, begged Jax. Tomorrow is the day before the exam, replied Stephanie. I'll take it, said Jax. If you want, I can go to your place. The dinner offer still stands. I appreciate that. If you really need my help, you can meet me at my place at 7 tomorrow night. 
I'll text you my address. Don't worry about dinner. Thank you, said Jax. A Stephanie smiled and then walked away. She couldn't figure out just what Jax's game was. Her grades were well known, and it would have been quite logical for any student worried about a test to seek her out for help. But Jax's grades were just as high as hers were. Maybe he might want her help, but she couldn't believe Jax could possibly think a mere woman could understand something he couldn't. At seven, a Stephanie's buzzer rang, and she let Jax into her apartment. He was sharply dressed, looking more like he was ready for a date than a study session. I know we said no dinner, said Jax, but I did bring us a bottle of wine. This is a study session, Jax. I know, he replied, motioning to the bag on his shoulder. I brought my books. I don't want to be drinking the night before a test, said a Stephanie. We'll just have one glass, said Jax. Then we'll get right to work. I promise. I don't even have wine glasses. That's okay. I'm not a snob. Sit down and get your stuff prepared, and I'll pour us each a small glass before we really start working. Okay, go ahead, said Stephanie. She moved over to the kitchen table and began booting up her laptops and opening her notebook. She didn't really pay much attention to what Jax was doing other than guiding him to the glassware. You're really going to love this, said Jax, carrying two juice glasses filled with red wine. He handed a Stephanie one of the glasses, and she swirled it around and studied it. Jax would have been surprised to know that she knew quite a bit about wine. Laura, her mentor, had encouraged her to learn things like wine and golf to make it easier to fit in at a law firm. As a Stephanie swirled the wine around her glass, she noticed something was wrong. The wine was quite cloudy. She looked over at Jax's glass and saw that his wine was clear. The little bastard had spiked her drink. She lunged across the table to grab her laptop, clumsily knocking over Jax's drink and sending a wave of wine crashing into Jax. He jumped up to his feet, exclaiming, Shit! Madre Dios, I am so embarrassed. I'm so clumsy. Quick, go rinse that off before it sets, said Stephanie, motioning to the bathroom. As he rushed to follow her instruction, he made a tragic mistake in using identical glasses for the wine. As Stephanie refilled the spilled glass and took it for herself, putting the spiked drink in front of Jack's, she sat smugly, awaiting for his return. I think it's going to be a lost cause, said Jax upon his return. But it's just a shirt and pants. I have more clothes than I know what to do with. You can never have too many clothes, said Stephanie, trying not to giggle at her little private joke. I'll pay for dry cleaning, if it will help. Don't worry about it, said Jax. Drink up so we can get to work. Sure. What should we drink to, asked Stephanie. Well, how about... A good competition and the best man winning, said Jax. That works for me, replied Stephanie, smiling and taking a big drink of the expensive wine. She watched Jax closely. He was so excited that she had drank her wine that he paid very little attention to his own. Are you feeling warm, asked Jax. No, replied Stephanie. Should I be? Well, come to think of it, it is kind of warm in here, said Jax, loosening his shirt. 
He began staring at his hand. His vision was becoming blurry, and he felt like he was floating. You know how I agreed that the best man should win, smirked to Stephanie. After your little nap, I don't think anybody will ever mistake you for a man. <laughs> a Stephanie allowed herself a moment to gloat over Jax's slumping body. He was out cold and in no position to do anything to interfere with a Stephanie's plans. Whatever he had intended to drug her with certainly packed a punch. A Stephanie began pulling his body into her bedroom. He wasn't a very big guy, but anybody is a lot harder to move when they're lifeless, dead weight. She hauled him over and dumped him on her bed, sitting next to him and catching her breath before picking up her cell phone. One of her very best friends was a girl named Gabriella. They had shared so much together that even as they began moving in different circles as adults, they remained remarkably tight. Gabriella had a beauty salon in Archer Point and had a unique set of skills that would come in very handy for the next step in her plan. Hola, chula. How is my very best friend in the whole world, said Stephanie. Uh-oh, tramposa. When you butter me up like that, I know it's going to cost me. Tiffany, what do you need? Remember what we used to do to guys in high school? We did a lot of things with guys in high school, replied Gabriella. I got quite a reputation, you know. I didn't mean those type of things. I mean when we used to give them makeovers. They used to be terrified of my makeup bag. How could I forget, chica? I've got one here who really needs your particular talents, explained Stephanie. Do you have him tied up already? It's better than that. He tried to drug me, and I switched glasses on him. He sprawled out on my bed, oblivious to the world around him. After trying something like that, we can go all out on him. How long will he be out for? I have no idea. I noticed my drink was cloudy and figured it out. But if he was using roofies, we could have 12 hours. And besides, when has the guy fighting back ever stopped us before? You know people pay me for my work now, said Gabriella. How can you put a price on happiness, chula? Okay, I'm sold. How far do you want to take him? As far as we can. Okay, give me a half hour. I'll have to run by the shop, and I'm going to have a lot of stuff to bring over. A Stephanie giggled as she ran her hand over Jax's smooth face. We're going to have some fun with you, Jax. The wax was finally heated, and Gabriella began applying the bright pink substance to the back of Jax's legs. The young women waited for the wax to set up, and then began removing strips of the wax from his legs, removing Jax's leg hair with it. <laughs> they repeated this process up and down their helpless victim's body, leaving only a small heart-shaped patch above his smallish cock. The girls laughed, knowing how humiliated he would be when he saw what they had done to him. With his body denuded, Gabriella announced, We'll need to take him into the bathroom for the next part. I don't want to ruin your sheets with a dye. What color are you going to make him? He's a white boy. He has to go blonde, snickered Gabriella. <laughs> Platinum blonde? Of course. That'll take a long time. You told me we'd have 12 hours. 
I really owe you for this, said Estephanie. Can I ask you a huge favor? A favor in a favor, Chula? You push your luck. I have a really killer test. Can I study while you do this? Go ahead, sighed Gabriella in mock exasperation. Figure about seven hours. I didn't expect this to be an all-nighter for you. Well, I was the one who decided to go nuts on his hair. I think it'll be worth it, said Gabriella. Nobody tries to drug me or mana and gets away with it. It was almost three in the morning when Gabriella excitedly called for a Stephanie. He's ready! <laughs> oh my God, exclaimed Stephanie, barely able to contain her excitement. You are a miracle worker. He's hot. Not quite, but look, with the right makeup, he could be very passable, said Gabriella. I figured you'd like to help with the makeup. I can really use the break, said Stephanie. This will be fun. While I get everything together, why don't you start shaping his eyebrows, suggested Gabriella. With pleasure. Estephanie took her time plucking and tweezing until Jax had a pair of very thin and highly arched brows above his eyes. They were thinner than Estephanie kept her own eyes, and she was quite delighted with how they looked. It was now time for the makeup. Gabriella used a soft cotton swab to scoop out a nickel-sized dab of moisturizer. She warmed it in her hands and then pressed it into Jax's face. Slowly, she massaged it in from the bottom of his neck to the top of his forehead. She even applied the moisturizer to his earlobes. Next, Gabriella applied primer to his face. This was a step that separated the professional from the gifted amateur. She warmed up a small dime-sized dollop in her hands and then massaged it into his face, covering the entire surface with it and bringing it down to his neck to soften the appearance of his skin. When she was satisfied, she squirted some foundation onto her hand, warmed it up, and then blended it in using a sponge. Then, using the dry side of the sponge, she buffed it into his face. Gabriella took two shades of concealer, a lighter one and a darker one, and blend them together on the back of her hand with a brush to get just the right hue to camouflage Jax's face. When she was satisfied with the shade, she gently brushed a bit of concealer into the areas where Jax needed it and pressed it in with her finger until the area was covered. Gabriella had a trick for doing powder. She always preferred using a puff over a powder brush. She'd roll it like a taco and tap off the excess pressing and rolling it into Jax's skin. This way, you set your foundation without leaving any residue behind, said Gabriella. You think about this stuff in a different way than I do. I'm just getting used to a full face of makeup with law school. You are an expert at this stuff, admitted Stephanie. It just takes some time and a little practice. Time is one thing I don't have, but I have to admit you've made his skin look flawless. Gabriella used a brush to apply Jax's eyeshadow. She started in the center of the eyelid and brushed the color out to the left and then to the right. You want the color to be concentrated in the center and then blend it out, said Gabriella. Then I blend a lighter color up so you don't see starts and stops. 
I can't do my eyes like that to save my life, replied Stephanie. What are you blending, golden brown? Yeah, this is my favorite combination. I'm using L'Oreal Paris in Eternal Sunshine for the gold, and Giorgio Armani has a great brown. As you can see, this will really make his eyes pop, said Gabriella. Okay, I approve, Chica, said Stephanie. Can you get the mascara on with his eyes closed? Yeah, I'll curl his lashes first. That'll help. It doesn't have to be perfect, reasoned Gabriella. Brandishing an eyelash curler, she did his lashes in three steps. The base first, then the midsection of the lash, finishing off by getting the little baby lashes on the outside. Gabriella applied powder blush only to the apple of Jax's cheeks, so it looked like a flush. She didn't like to use a lot of blush, but she applied just enough to make her victim look more radiant and alive. <laughs> He's really looking good, said Stephanie. I'm impressed. Just one final touch, said Gabriella, opening a bright red lip liner. What's the point of making over a puta if you don't give him cocked sucker red lips? <laughs> Indeed, giggled Stephanie. After Gabriella finished lining Jax's lips, she took a cherry red lipstick and using a soft brush, she began filling his lips in. She used a brush to dab some in the middle of his bottom lip and then brushed it outward to distribute it evenly. She added a bit more to the outer edges. Then, for a high shine look, she added a dab of petroleum jelly over the color. I think he's going to be very popular with those lips, said Stephanie. He still isn't even stirring, said Gabriella. It's going to be a lot of work to put clothes on him, said Stephanie. I still need to do his nails, said Gabriella. Then we'll see where we're at. Wow, I wasn't expecting you to do all this, said Stephanie, hugging her friend. This is really going to be an all-nighter for you. We've done so many, you and I. What's one more, asked Gabriella. Gabriella began by buffing Jax's nails to give them a rougher surface so that the acrylics would be more secure. She could tell that Jax was receiving regular manicures. She then soaked his hands in warm water to soften up his cuticles. Putting his hands in warm water? If he pees himself, you're going to be the one cleaning it up, joked to Stephanie. We'll be fine, replied Gabriella. She used a wooden cuticle stick to push back his cuticles so that there was more nail surface to attach the acrylics to. Why don't you paint his toes while I get the acrylics done? Now that I can do. Maybe I'll even give him some nail art, said Stephanie. I'm not sure how visible the nails will be through the stockings. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Gabriella applied primer to his nails to remove any remaining oil. She was going to give him a professional quality pair of glamour length extensions. And she was going to make sure they were stuck in place very well. Next, Gabriella placed a dab of glue on the tip of an acrylic from side to side and applied it to his natural nails so that the bottom edge of the acrylic tip was centered halfway down the surface of his nail. She held it in place for five seconds to allow the glue to dry. After doing it on all 10 nails, 
she cut the nails to preferred length, which could only be described as glamour length. She could only imagine how difficult it would be for her to manage with talons that size. A guy who wasn't used to long nails would be made helpless by the nails alone. When Gabriella looked down, Stephanie had done a masterful job painting Jax's toes, the same bright red color as they had painted his lips. <laughs> Each one of his toes had a rhinestone letter in the middle. On the right foot, they spelled out, I suck. And on the left, they spelled out, cock. <laughs> Gabriella laughed out loud before finally collecting herself. Very classy. Let me get his fingers done. Carefully, Gabriella applied polish to Jax's long, glamorous, fake nails. One by one, they became bright cherry red. That's very sexy, said Stephanie. I've done about everything I can with the makeup. I take it that you've got plans for wardrobe, said Gabriella. Do I have plans, replied Stephanie. I was going to put him in my old quinceanera dress. But looking at his legs, I think a shorter one is better. <laughs> I have a cocktail dress. That will work, said Stephanie. That should be perfect, said Gabriella. I'm glad you approve. Can you help me with his breasts? Put a big circle of this stuff on each of his pecs. Hey, this is super glue, said Gabriella. Yeah, it's not like I care if the guy who tried to drug me has trouble removing his breast forms, said Stephanie. Nor should you. Get the forms and let's get him some tatas. <laughs> Once the breast forms were firmly affixed to his chest, Stephanie took a red satin strapless bra from her dresser and put it on Jack's. Next, the two women slid a pair of matching bikini panties up his legs and snapped them into place. I'm going to get a few pictures of him in just his bra and panties, said Stephanie. Well, I'm sure he'll want a souvenir to remember tonight by, said Gabriella. After snapping a handful of pictures, Stephanie moved on to placing a black garter belt around his waist. Gabriella fastened a pair of nude stockings to the garters. Do you have shoes that will fit him? asked Gabriella. We're actually the same size, said Stephanie. I just hate to give up a pair of my shoes for this. Go through his wallet and take his credit card and order a replacement. You will have more than enough to make sure that he doesn't refuse you anything, suggested Gabriella. Still feels like crossing a line. But you might be right, said Stephanie. I'll find a pair for him to wear. Make sure it has open toes. <laughs> you don't want to cover up your artistic nail design. Stephanie returned from her bedroom with a pair of strappy red sandals with straps covered in sequins. The shoes had very narrow four-inch heels and would provide quite a challenge for him to walk in. I never have an excuse to wear these, said Stephanie. I think I can sacrifice them for a good cause. <laughs> well, this is a good cause, agreed Gabriella. If you really want to be mean, you can super glue them on his feet. That's so wicked. <laughs> I love it, replied Stephanie. Let's do it.
Gabriella painted the sole of both shoes with the glue before she helped Stephanie glide his feet into them. Gabriella brushed the glue on the straps of the shoes before Stephanie buckled them shut. Gabriella glued the bra, panties, and garter on the sleeping law student as well. The dress that the two women maneuvered Jackson to was incredibly sexy. The dress was a short, sleeveless, red mesh with bandeau fit that exposed Jax's shoulders and midriff. The dress's skirt was lacy and short, only coming to mid-thigh. A simple black and red beaded necklace was placed around his neck, and he was sprayed down with about a quarter bottle of a Sexy Little Things by Victoria's Secret. The floral scent was strong and unmistakably feminine. He really turned out well, said Gabriella. If he had the mannerisms and voice now, he'd have no trouble passing at all. Yeah, you outdid yourself, agreed to Stephanie. Well, it helps when the puta is more girl than boy, said Gabriella. What's next? Well, I thought some blackmail pictures would be very useful, said Stephanie. How can I help, asked Gabriella. The women took pictures of Jax that would mortify him if they ever saw the light of day. Stephanie had gathered several sex toys for the purpose of his degradation, and they delighted in posing him with dildos and the like. Even with his eyes closed, they were able to make it look like he was in pure bliss with a pink rubber cock dangling from his mouth. Next, Stephanie put a realistic dildo sticking out of the fly of her jeans while Gabriella zoomed in on Jax's face. It was a challenge to keep the dildo in his unconscious mouth, but Stephanie got the bright idea of grabbing him by his hair. In the pictures, it was hard to tell if it was a dildo or a real cock, and that was just how Stephanie wanted it. If you want to crash in my bed, we probably have enough time to get about three hours of sleep before we have to get up, suggested Stephanie. I could use it, but what do we do about our little project, asked Gabriella. Way ahead of you, said Stephanie, grabbing a coil of soft cotton rope and a pink penis gag. Even if he gets up, he won't be going anywhere once I'm done hog-tying him. Stephanie and Gabriella were grateful that they had secured Jax during their short rest. He had begun stirring and doubtless was wondering why his clothes felt so weird and why he had long blonde hair. Both women stood above him with their hands on their hips, imperiously looking down at the defeated man. They felt so powerful looking down on him crawling on his stomach like a common worm. Good morning, sunshine, said Gabriella. You know, the fact that the drugs you tried to use on me didn't last all the way until the exam makes me think you were either the world's most incompetent criminal or that simply drugging me wasn't the whole plan. I don't know that you'll like what we have planned for you, but I'm sure that we will. Jax tried to cry out in anger and frustration, but the gag in his mouth reduced his outrage to a very low grunt. We probably need to get going if I'm going to get into the shop and you're going to get to that test on time, said Gabriella. 
Jax began to flop around on the floor at the mention of the test. Don't worry your pretty little head about it, puta. We have other things planned for you, said a Stephanie, taking a canvas shopping bag. She slipped it over Jax's head and secured it just under his chin. A blindfold seemed very important, but it would be silly to mess up the makeup that they had spent so much time and effort applying. Gabriella detached Jax's wrists from his ankles and untied his ankles from each other, leaving only a small hobble to make sure he couldn't run away. The women gathered up the things that they would need for each of their days, and then each of them hooked one of Jax's arms and led him to the parking lot. Without sight and unable to really walk in the heels they had strapped to his feet, he really wasn't able to offer any resistance as they escorted him to Gabriella's waiting car. So that was an excerpt from Panties and Briefs, written by myself and Claudia Acosta, and narrated by Raina Means Queen. If you enjoyed that, and if you're enjoying this podcast, one thing occurred to me, and I'm not going to do a whole lot of hard sell or, or advertising or anything like that, but um, my Patreon is a great way you can support this podcast, support my books, generally support me and the, the people who do voiceovers for me. And um, I advertise my Patreon and all my books, but it occurs to me a lot of people listen to this podcast without getting the books. And if you are one of those people, if you go to patreon.com slash Kylie Gable, you can support even a dollar a month is just great. It helps. It really does. Um, but just a little thought, because I realize I have not really pitched to the number of people who, who listen to the podcast but don't get books. So, throwing it out there for you. Anyway, I'll be back next Monday. Uh, I, I, I successfully, with my dogs, made it through the fireworks, so I'm happy about that. Um, but next Monday, I'm not sure who we're going to have on. I'm hoping we'll have another one from Raina ready. I know Jen has one that's finished and ready to go. And um, I have some from Shayla as well. So it could be anybody. Is there anything you particularly want to hear? Let me know. Anyway, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Hope you had a good 4th of July if you're in the U.S. And uh, I'll be here next time. I hope you will be too.